That's the fabulous Sarah Smith with You Don't Get My Love from her wonderful new pop rock album, Unveiling. And if you're counting, that's album number five. And it's an album that sees Sarah getting deep and personal on songs about love, loss, and the courage to trust your own instincts. To learn more about the new album, we're pleased to welcome Sarah Smith back to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. You must be really thrilled about this album. The release shows are coming up. Uh, feels like it's come together really well for you. It's been a, a couple-year process, but everything just seems to sort of glue together, and it does feel like it's been effortless. So I always know I'm on the right path in my life when things just kind of come together and it's effortless. When I feel like I'm always, like, struggling or, you know, the doors aren't opening, then I try to turn around and a different path. So this one's been great. 
So this album, I mean, it, it, it comes across as being very personal, but I get the impression that all your music seems to be very personal because that seems to be very much, you know, your persona, you know, trying to be as authentic as possible, particularly when you're on stage and playing live. D- does this feel more personal for you than previous albums? Um, you know, Jan, like I, I really wish sometimes that I could write songs that were sing along and, um, you know, everybody could gather together and we could sing about, you know, fairy tales and things like this. But for some reason, the things that come out of me are very personal. And I don't try to control the way that I write songs. I allow the creativity to come and I allow it to come out of my mouth and out of my voice and out of my hands while I play the guitar. And this is what comes out. If I could, eventually, I would like to be able to sing some songs that have a little bit, I guess, less personal things and more togetherness. And maybe in, in my maturity that will happen. But yes, this album is very personal. I was dealing with some um, pretty heavy life adventures and experiences. My music is my creative outlet, so this is what's come out of that. Well, certainly, I know one of the things you say in your bio is that, you know, you you know, you live to play and, you know, you're, you're grateful for every opportunity you do it. And certainly you're, you're quite the road warrior with the, the number of gigs you do every year. Can you talk a little bit about your songwriting process? I mean, how, what do you normally do when you, you know, work on a song? What I normally do is in those moments in my life where I have some pause, some time to reflect, it could even be a few minutes here and there throughout the day. Usually creativity kind of gets sparked in the silent times, right? So in these quiet times, my creativity gets sparked and I just feel the urge to sit down and write a song. I could be in the middle of um, vacuuming or in the middle of just about to fall asleep or doing some office work or driving even, and I, I have the urge that I have to do it. It's urgent and I have to do it. So at that time, I stop whatever I'm doing, I sit down, I take my guitar with me, and I just let it flow. The other day, I wrote a song again. I was doing some office work, and I was like, oh, I have to do something. And before I knew it, I had uh, my garage band open, and the drums were playing, and my guitar was going, and I, and I wrote this song about surrendering. You know, an hour later, I had a song. Sometimes it blows my mind that it comes out of me. But I think I'm, I'm just that conduit, that tool that creativity gets sparked in, and I'm just the tool that allows the song to come out. Now, there's 15 songs on the album. Uh, there's four co-writes in there. Um, can you talk a little bit about the co-write process? Is, is that sort of uh, you bringing an idea to, to someone to help you finish it off? Is that, is that how it normally happens? Jay Allen and I, we have a history of writing some songs together. He also wrote some songs on the 11 album with me, and he's a fantastic local singer-songwriter. So we have a really good rapport together where we actually sit down and write a song from scratch. Now we wrote a song called Never Alone on this album, which I think is, is a really fantastic song that people can relate to. We just have a real magic together. So when we sit down, we, we come together and we talk about what's been happening. And usually there'll be a word or, or some sort of experience that, that tweaks our interest and we'll start writing about that. We also have a song together called Morning After. Morning felt like like you're breathing, and, and that's a really cool, interesting title as well. And I think Jay came up with that one. I also did a song write um, with Ian Smith, and he's from Kitchener, and we did the Don't Get My Love together. 
Ian is a producer and a songwriter, and, you know, two hours into our session together, we had a demo completely recorded, lyrics, melodies, and instruments ready to go. Sometimes it just really works when you get together to co-write. I really enjoy it because it allows me to um, get out of my own my own formulas, my own process, my own thinking patterns, and it allows me to expand and become a better songwriter. And I guess once you get to know people, and one of the things that seems to come through quite strongly is that you tend to collect people around you that really fit. I mean, I'm thinking about the bands because you have a a wonderful band that plays with you here in Canada. You also have a, a tour band that were just in Europe with you. But whoever you're playing with, it always seems you play, you know, you're really tight. And I, I sense that when you feel comfortable with somebody, that's, you know, that becomes somebody that I, that's, yeah, you know, that's somebody I want to work with more down the road. Is that how things go? Totally. Like for me, I remember when I first started playing music 20 years ago and I was picking people to play music with, I didn't pick them based on their musicianship. I picked them based on their hang. How good were they to hang with and how cool were they and how, what could they teach me in my life? And then I found that, that it was the personalities meshed, the attitudes meshed, the visions meshed, that the music would just be on fire. And that's what I find with uh, everybody I work with. It's just like, they're just great people. And if they're musicians, they're usually great musicians. So it's a bonus. So tell us about the making the album and being in the studio. Was that a process that went really easily for you? Again, I guess because you work with people you really know well. So my band, some people don't understand or get this, but my band is also um, co-writes on these songs. So I bring the songs into the band and we work through every little part of each of these songs together as a band. So even though we're busy playing all the time, we are getting together religiously, working out these song ideas together. So my idea this time was that I wanted to self-produce this album. I wanted it to sound like us, like my band, the way we sound live. And in order to do that, we had to do it live. So what I did was we rehearsed as much as we could, got ready for the studio, and we went in and we just recorded all these songs in one big day. Just boom, crushed them out live. We even kept the live vocals. So that was really exciting to me because I think that you can hear the energy in the album. It's nervousness, it's excitement, it's togetherness, it's rehearsed and polished yet still loose and edgy. You know, it's interesting to say that because when I was listening to it in preparation for the interview, that comes through really loud and clear. You know, one of the things I love about you and your music is that, well, you're an incredible live performer. You really have the ability to connect with the audience within, you know, you know, with a new audience within a song or so, and then bring them all along, along for the ride. But when you listen to this album, and actually I just wrote something like this, it really feels like the perfect complement to a great live show, this album, which is interesting. You know, we've moved into this streaming age where people aren't buying as many albums, and yet this would be an album I would say to people, you really need to take a copy of this home because wow. it's a fabulous album. Wow, thank you. That's so cool. Um, for me... It came across that way. Um, I already have released this album in Europe on my European tour, and it came across that way. I noticed the people's reactions to the songs. They were different. The reactions to the CD this time have been different. People are excited. They feel the energy, and, and they, they feel like they're a part of it because they actually saw it live. 
exactly what you hear on the album is exactly what you get live. Pretty cool. And and there's a song called Frontlines on this album. In the beginning part of Frontlines, you'll actually hear a real demo of us playing in the basement, just the jam of our song being played in the basement, and then it and then it kind of sucks into the real studio sound. And you can hear that it's it's pretty much exactly, you know, in the basement we don't play to a click track. We don't really we're not tight, but in the same way because we play so much together, it ends up sounding almost polished as a demo. And we just reenact that in the studio to create that energy. Well, kudos for you for, you know, producing a wonderful record. And I'm so pleased that you actually shared that information about how you actually go ahead and make an album. Now, we started off with the first single from the album. It's actually the first track, You Don't Get My Love. I love the feel of this song. I mean, this uh, is just a perfect single. You must be really happy when you came up with this one. I am really happy in the same way I, I really dislike words like don't and especially when it's saying you don't get my love i don't want people to misunderstand that there are going to be people that relate to anger and they relate to like this frustration and that's going to be cool but this song is more about um being misunderstood like you don't understand my love um you know you give love you give as much as of yourself as you can and there's somebody else on the other side that is just kind of questioning every you know your motives and questioning this love and, and that's a real frustrating emotion so I hope people can understand that of course I love giving love but this song's more about the frustration of not being understood I'd like to go back to the album and play another track and this is something completely different this is the track Sync another song that's obviously all wrapped up with love tell us a little bit about this song you know my bass player and I we did a lot of the songs sort of basically together we would work through my ideas and then we would come to the band with with our, our, our finished kind of product and the band would work through little bits here and there of their own parts. But what Ken and I did is we sat through the song and at the end Ken came up with this summary, this little summary at the very end of the song and it says, forgive for us to give, just really wraps up how I feel about this regret or this self-loathing that I've been having. Um, I have to forgive myself in order to to live and to give to others. So forgive for us to give. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. I really love it. Let's listen to that just now. This is Sarah Smith with Sync from her wonderful new album, Unveiling. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Sink, falling backwards in time 
Sarah Smith with the song Sync from her new album, Unveiling. It will be unveiled very shortly. She will be heading out on the road for some CD release dates. Before we get there, though, Sarah, I wanted to talk about being on the road because you've just had this amazing tour of Europe. And I'm not sure how many shows you played, but my impression from following you on Facebook was it seemed like every day you had a show. Well, it was a little bit crazy. It was six weeks of shows with four days off. Wow. So it was an incredible tour. You know, it takes a great amount of energy just to stay in a tour like this because, you know, we're still doing everything on our own. We're still driving. There are shows that we even have to do our own setup of a PA system and lights and sound. Uh, We're still booking a lot of these shows. We're still doing all the road managing. We're still booking the hotels and trying to figure out food. On top of it, we're communicating in German. A lot of us uh, in the band decided to learn German so that we could communicate better. And there's a lot lost in translation, and we didn't want to be those people that were ignorant just due to a language barrier. So we learned German. <laughs> and this is what we do. It's a do-it-yourself sort of indie band formula. And there's a lot of bands out there doing it. And I'm just really, really happy that my band is strong enough and powerful enough to do it with me. Do you ever see a, a day when you would like to, you know, you mentioned you're doing it all yourself. Do you ever see a day when you would like to maybe have more people, you know, helping you out? You know, obviously, I mean, it must be great to have somebody come and do the driving in Europe for you uh, without the band having to do it. But would you like the idea of, you know, eventually, you know, being on a label, having a group of people to, to manage everything you do? I'm absolutely ready to give up every area that I can. Um, right now I have a secretary that does work for me. I have agents that are doing work for me. And I have a team around me that does things like artwork, printing. You know, there's all sorts of design works. There's office work that I have also that I, that I outsource. Um, so I do actually have a good team around me. And I'm really excited to move forward with the next step in my career. The next step in my career is, yes, being able to have a large management firm that can put money into a large touring schedule that includes bigger shows, more help, and less having to do it ourselves. You know, I feel like we've paid our dues, but in the same way, maybe our dues in this lifetime is just a little bit more than, than it used to be. The way that the indie band scene is, I think that a lot of bands are out there doing this as well, and kudos to everybody that's doing it. It's a lot of work, and it's also a lot of rewards. So, um, but yes, I'm willing to definitely give up the reins to the right people. Well, I have to say, you know, having seen you play live a few times, and the the way you perform, and the fact that you are so professional in everything you do, I would think that you're a good person to bet on if you are, a, you know, a management team looking for the next performer to to bring on because your performance is fabulous. This past summer, you played the Amphitheater in Leamington for Pride Night, an incredible show. These new songs will all have been road-tested in Europe, right? Because you released the album there already? Exactly, yes. 
Yeah, which is going to make it for a great show. Now, you've got shows coming up. Uh, you're actually going to be playing in Leamington again at the Bank Theatre, which interestingly was the, the place where we recorded an episode of the Sun Parlor Coffeehouse Sessions uh, <laughs> just last year. It's going to be great to see you back on that stage. That, I think, is November the 20th. It's a Wednesday evening. It's going to be a fabulous show. And then you also have, I think, shows in Collingwood and Kitchener and then London, which is basically your um, your hometown, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. My hometown is London. I'm just really excited to, to, to take this music to these towns and to these cities. And I know that people are, are so supportive. So I'm like, I'm pumped to show you guys these tunes. And the band that you take on the road with you again in Canada, that's pretty much the, the band that's with you in the studio, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The Canadian road band is definitely the, the guys that are in the studio with me. They're the guys that do the songwriting with me. In the same way, my my uh, touring band, um, Ken the Zen is the same guy as my Canadian band, band and he's the bass player. Then there's John Huff on the drums. And John... He's also going to be a part of these CBDs parties. He's going to come and do the backup singing because he also sang the backups on my album. And then I've got Benny Gauthier, who plays guitar in my touring band, and he's going to also be a part of these shows. I've got him opening the shows as a singer-songwriter. That's what he does. So I'm really excited that Denny's going to be there. Denny also mixed the CD in his studio. So we're all part of a team, you know? Everybody's a family in this one. Everybody that's on stage is a part of this team. And uh, you're just going to feel, you know, you're going to feel energy. You're going to feel like you can relate to some songs. You're going to feel that you're seeing a part of something that's really special. Because that's how we feel. We feel that we're together. We create magic. And hopefully you're going to feel that magic touch you as well. Well, I've got to say, I'm a committed fan as well as obviously a radio DJ now. Everybody needs to get there. Sarah Smith Fix, an absolutely fabulous live performer. If you want to learn more about her music, go to sarahsmithmusic.com. We have one thing left to do, and that's pick the final song to play. I thought we should play the great reveal, which is the last song on the album. And I think it's the song that really talks about the unveiling. So tell us a little bit about this song. Oh, that's a great choice. Um, I put it at the end of the album because it really does sum up the title track of my, or the title of my album, which is Unveiling. Unveiling means to reveal, to show oneself, to become naked, to put everything out there. And um, it's a very vulnerable place to be. But in the great reveal, what I do is I, I explain to the, to the person I'm singing to that, you know, together we can just allow ourselves to be this naked person, this revealed person together, that um, everything is going to be okay. It also is a song about making amends. It's also a song about just allowing yourself to show your truth and to be honest about it. So hopefully you can hear that in the music as well. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. This is Sarah Smith with the great reveal from her wonderful new album, Unveiling. Remember, she is taking it out on the road for some CD release shows in Leamington, Collingwood, London, and Kitchener. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Good night, my friend. I 
have to make amends I really hope you'll open up your heart To my unveiling Oh, how I try To push you Our eyes. 